Welcome, welcome, welcome to Terrorvision Horror Podcast. Dan, how are you going? All right, I got, I got cheesel dust all over yeah, my Yeah, I was going to say, you got cheesel fingers right now. I love cheesel. I've been eating them all morning. I'm not going to lie to you. I've had a couple. Um, don't tell don't tell my wife. Um, i got a party so pack. so good. I know. Like, you don't rem- no one thinks to buy cheesels, and when you eat them, you're like, man, they're so good. Now, before I leave, I'm going to Thanos it, and I'm going to have a cheesel on each hand, and I'm going to eat them on my Remember the drink. ad where they whistled? Yes. Like, and like, you just can't do that? No. Whistled no. through the cheesel? Such a lie. Jesus, mm. so good though. <clears throat> How are you going? What have you been doing? Um, <clears throat> so I've just been ferociously working on my game. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got some time off from ferocious. My, uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got some time off from working on the other game that I <laughs> yep. work for. Um, yeah, and I got to show it at Playback the other day, which is like an Adelaide-based uh, um, game developer night where you can just show off your game to other game developers and the public, like the public's just allowed to come and give you feedback on on it and stuff like that. So this is kind of my kind of my first real showing of it. Yep. And um, I was really happy because like people seemed to really like it and I was like, oh, good. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you know, I was a bit nervous, you know, showing people and it was on the big screen instead of it's on a tiny little laptop, which is like where I'd usually show it. Yep. And uh, yeah, people just like came in and they were just like, thought it was a really good game. And then when they found out that I'd only been working on it for eight months, they were like really impressed. And then when they found out it was my first game, they were so impressed that they got angry and left and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been going leaps and bounds recently. I've got a couple, I've had some programmers, um, a couple have been helping me out with some like just little problems that have been there the whole time. Like, Little things like pathfinding, which is like, so your enemies don't just walk into walls and just stop walking and shit like that. So yeah. they have to like think and go, oh, I'll go around that, which is, you don't even think about that when mm-hmm. you don't make games, you know what I mean? And um, just stuff like different item stuff and helping out, like fixing my health up and stuff like that. And not my health, but my game's yeah. health. Now you've got a Discord <clears throat> channel for your game. Yes. At which you should probably direct people to... Well, the problem with Discord is you have you can't just tell people how to get there. You have to get a link to Discord. Okay, so we sh- <coughs> oh, I should Sorry. probably repost the link on our Facebook page. We did post it a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who want to, I don't know what you're posting on there because yeah, yeah, so basically it's just like a developer log kind of yeah. thing. So I'm just posting up like little videos of like whenever I make something new or I or I just ask people questions and like what should I do or sh- and there's like also. Some channels there for my concept art and stuff like that, and how I've gone. Yep. You can, and you can, if you follow through, you can see like basically it, from conception of like just yep. an idea to what it is now, kind of thing. So yeah, that'd be great if anyone could go over there and follow it and like talk to me and ask questions or tell me what you'd want to have in there or stuff like that. Um, eventually I'll probably, I think I'm going to go the route of maybe like. Setting up a Steam page and putting out like an early alpha-y kind of thing. Yep. Like, so people can just like play it and know that it's like, you know, not the finished game and they can give input. Well, that yep. seems to work fairly well with a lot of people. Yeah. If you like horror, you like gore, you like humor, uh-huh. dick humor. It's it's great. And like cartoon as well because all my drawings. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you like Barney of Isaac or Smash TV or any of those kind of like roguelike games, like that's, that's what I wanted to make. Yep. It looks great. Every time you show me something new or show me what you like, how you've like gone a little bit further. And, and so each each week when we have lunch, um, you've got something new and exciting to show me. And I'm just like, fuck, man, that's... It's a thing. It's a thing. I could never do that thing. So I'm in, in awe of your thing. And well, you could. You just have to learn how to do it. 
I don't have the attention span or the time. Fair enough. But that's okay. Um, you know, so I just plug yours every chance I get. <laughs> Excellent. What have um, you been doing? I, well, I'm in Christmas mode. It's, I'm working a lot. So I, you know, I'm, I've gone into hibernation Grinch. Like it's just work. Grinch until, mode? Yeah. Grinch mode. As opposed to my grumpy old man mode that I live the rest of the year in. Um, so this, this episode is actually going to come out on boxing day. So we do hope that everybody has had a good Christmas, a safe Christmas, um, and are just kind of relaxing and listening to this on boxing day. Um, and have like with a got, full belly. Yeah. Have, have their pants open a little bit with the suspenders holding them up. Yes. Like, like the Mar- Dr. Mario, uh, what is it? Super Mario landlord yep. in from basket case. It'll be great. Now, do you have, a, you know, we, we don't do resolutions. We're not resolution kind of people. But do you have goals for 2024? Um, yeah, yeah. I have a couple of weird goals. Like, uh, at the moment, like, you know, the comic shop, it's, it's hard times at the moment. Of course like, it all, is. So all... Shop local, everybody. Shop Keep local, please. Yep. Um, it's basically just kind of trying to get... Reach out, well, just you get everything back on track, kind of thing. Because, like, yep. yeah, this is still so hard after COVID and inflation and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a bit of that. I got some plans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, that I won't reveal yet. Um, and then, uh, other than that, what my game, I want to try and get that kind of like public, like alpha yep. demo beta thing up and maybe start a Kickstarter yeah, for it and yeah. stuff like that. Because, like, it's just getting to the point where um, I might. I'd like to be able to pay some programmers to work on it a bit harder, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah but not moment. just that. You we you were saying that because your your game is a little bit more graphic than most. Yeah. So I can't. Of you getting I can't, Government funding. Is yeah. Like so zero. any any government funding, which it's like you usually get to work on a game as soon as it's like an adulty game. Yep. Kind of thing. They don't really want much to do with that, mm-hmm. and um, I, it's hard for me to show it at like the Adelaide. Uh, places you know like there's, there's like the sage event and yeah. and stuff like that because that is like more of like a look at our great state doing these things they don't want a game that's like got giant penises like smashing representing through the walls. adelaide I, I feel that that is just which is like frustrating to some people as well because like there are also not just my game but like there's some horror games and stuff like that and adult games that like just can't get a showing in those things because yeah. they just want to keep it completely family friendly yeah. And like, there are a lot of good adult games out there. Yeah. And they, right, some people have said, like, why don't you do like a, 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 an adult section? And they don't even want that because they're mm. like, well, then there's an adult section. You know what I mean? Like, they just don't yeah. like that that vibe. I don't understand that. It's their yeah. events. But yeah, the, the funding one's like a, a, bit, a bit hard. Mm. But I won't bend and break no. to it. No, of I'm, I'm making the game I want to make. Well, so, that's exactly right. So I'll, I'll go around it other ways. And if, so if people want to, like, you know, this game, if you want to play this game and see it come to fruition, um, yeah, try and give me some support. Yeah, I'll, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Follow me on TikTok. Oh, it's got a TikTok as well. It's oh. called um, End of Ember Game. Yep. If you just look that up, yep. End of Ember Game. That's what the game's called, End of Ember. Um, yeah, you can follow me on there as well and, just, you know, you get TikTok videos of just my game dev stuff. That sounds great. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah, what well, a plug. 
What a great plug. I love that. But welcome to episode 157 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. This is our definitely more relaxed fit episode. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is my favourite Cheezle Fingers, Dan McGuinness. Oh, Cheezle Fingers McGuinness. Oh, Cheezle Fingers McGuinness, who looks like he wants to eat some more Cheezle oh, right now. now. He's, really, like, he's really struggling. I put, I've turned the bag away from me, so I can't <laughs> get But now it. it's facing me, and I'm like, you know. Yeah. So if everyone wants some ASMR of Dan eating some cheesels, you know. (laughs) I'm trying to eat them away from the mic so no one hears me crunching them as well. (laughs) Yes. Um, So this episode is probably my favorite episode of the year because this is our 2023 wrap up. Um, So this is where we get to discuss some of our favorite films uh, that were released this year. Um, Everything that we've seen, everything that we've enjoyed. Um, If you've anything horror related, really, if you've seen, uh, read a book, a comic, you know, feel free to chuck it in. Um, but yeah, mostly it's like, you know, what our top five films are of 2023. I also put in, we've also put in our favorite movie we reviewed mm. or spoiler cast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There are a couple of books and that that I've read and that. I, um, this year was hard for me. Like yeah. I was so busy that I found it hard that the, my top, we got four, you got five, I got four movies. That's all the movies that I watched this year. You watched four movies. Four movies. Four ho- movies from movies. 2023. I watched other films as yeah. well. But like when I went through the entire list of everything that came out this year, yeah. I don't even like watch Do four. Do you have a favorite non-horror film of the year? Oh, uh, I'd have to look at all You'd the have film. to look it up. I, my favorite non-horror film for the year is probably Bottoms, uh, which is a film that... Oh, obviously, obviously, film that was released released this year, um, and it's basically like it's very satirical, and it's like female Fight Club in a high school. Bottoms, uh, bottoms, definitely recommend. Um, I think it's in cinemas now, actually. If you want to go, or you know, wait mm. till it's on streaming services. Um, but yeah, so let's just kick it off straight away. I was just lucky that my four movies, I horror movies, I watched were were real good ones. Yeah. Oh shit. And I think yeah. it's probably because well, that's why I watched them because yeah. they're ones that like. People kept telling me, you'd really like this. Or, Yeah, well, definitely one on the list. I think I harassed you a couple of times about you need to watch this film. So, all right. Do you want to start, start us off? off? Because my list is, uh, I've got five, more. but I can go I can go hard. Go, you can go more. Uh, so my first film that I watched, I really, really, really enjoyed was Renfield. <sighs> it was good. It was so good. It was so funny. Everything about it. And the, the unfortunate and so thing... So there's going to be spoilers in this episode for these films. So yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try not to, but, you know. But yeah. also, like, spoilers. Spoiler alerts. Nah, it's just going to be spoilers. Because you can't talk about films without spoiling them. In my opinion, without in it being... In your opinion? In, oh, I'll try. You'll try. But Renfield, yeah. So it's... um, What's the actor's name? The Meek guy? Um, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt plays Renfield, who is, like, Dracula's... um, What have they got? Gal Fim- Friday. Essentially, what? Gal Friday, his assistant, his his slave. Yeah, yeah, like blood slave, uh, familiar or yep. whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Nick and Nicholas Cage plays Dracula, yes. but he's like an old. It's set in modern times, so, yep. so it's set now. So Renfield has been alive for like fucking ages. Yeah. Um, he took the power, blah 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 blah, and he and he has powers as well. So if he eats an insect, he gets like superpowers yep. for like a limited amount of time. Like he gets super strength and. Speed and stuff like that. So, and it's just about him, like working for Nicolas Cage and realizing that he just doesn't want to do it anymore. He's he's in a toxic work relationship with someone that you know doesn't care about him, doesn't care about his feelings, and all he 
all he has in his life is to live for someone else. Yeah, and it's about him trying to get out of like, and but it's just comedy horror, yes. like, and it's horror as in like gory. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot of like limbs being ripped off, a lot of a lot of shit happening in this film. Lots of it. And this this film didn't do well at the box office, and it didn't do oh, well why? critically because it got that R rating in Australia. I think had they have like just found a way to just cut it down to an MA, like, you know, really teetering on the edge between MA and R, it would have done so much better. Yeah, that's unfortunate because, like, it's like me with my game. I don't want to yeah. make it. And I want an R-rated thing. Yeah, like, well, I'm, the look, best I'm horrors, happy. I want an Evil Dead and yeah, stuff like I'm that. happy with the, the Renfield that we got, the R-rated Renfield. I feel that Aquafina was a little bit misplaced in this because she's got a certain style about her mm. and she's she's not so much a serious character actor, but she really tried to do that, but still work that comedy in. I mean, she was still great in it. Had, had a She's got a funny time. voice. She does. Um, Nicholas Holt was really good as Renfield as well. He's um, perfect. He's right. perfect. And he's just great. I like Nicholas Holt in pretty much anything that he does. So, so that was yeah. my first one. I really enjoyed it. It was just fun. Like, it's not the best film, no. but it's like, there are lots of scenes that are just like, Whoa. Yeah. How's that violence? And then the end, there's like that one in, in the, and a lot of it's in the, the daytime. So it's like, you can really yeah. see what's going on. Like yeah. when like the SWAT team comes to his house. Yeah. And it's pretty much like, you know, he, t- it's like Renfield ends up taking on like the mob mm. kind of thing as well. So we get all that happening as well, which I really like. Um, all right. Well, my list is in no order of popularity. Neither is mine. Um, so the first one on my list is Late Night with the Devil. I really love this film. Now, this is um, David Datsmaklin. I feel that I've just pronounced his name wrong, but he is in everything. And he's actually popped up in a lot of, lot of films this year. Um, he was in The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, and then everything else I've just completely blanked on uh yeah i just knew a second ago uh, yeah I, we were literally just talking about him um he's also responsible for the comic book series count crowley oh really and he's got a new series coming out soon as well which i've also forgotten the name of but this is directed by two two aussie guys um it was released this year for the adelaide film festival um and basically it's set in 1977 and it is one of those live broadcast late night talk shows um, it's set on Halloween and they've got like a lot of different guests that are coming on. They're trying to like really boost their ratings because, you know, the show's not doing as well as the, you know, all the other late night programming that's happening at that time. And one of the things that they do is they bring in a girl that is supposedly possessed by some kind of devil. She was rescued from a cult um, and then they bring her on and a lot of weird shit just keeps happening. Um, but what I really like about this one as well is because this is, it's such a small cast, um, you know, they bring in a skeptic. So we've got a skeptic in there being like, nah, you're bending spoons with your mind. Nah, this is how you do it. And he's like, basically just, you know, not going, going along with everything. There was actually one character that I got really bummed out with that he was not actually played by, um, Henry Zabrowski from last podcast on the left. So, um, as like the sidekick character, you know, the guy that hypes the the, the crowd and the band and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, he looks exactly like him, but just didn't have that same Zabrowski energy that I love. Um, but this one hasn't had a proper theatrical release yet. It was just with um, 
the the festival, so I really don't want to go too much into it. But I definitely say once it hits cinemas in twenty twenty four, um, like get get on it. Late night of the devil. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah, right. Good time. All right, what have you got next? I got Evil Dead Rise. Heck yes. Because like I didn't even realize it came out this year. I, was I know like, it was so long ago. I'm like sitting there going, oh, this was twenty twenty three as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead Rise. So. I'm a big Evil Dead fan. Most people who listen to this will probably know that. Um, mm. I was, I didn't hate it. I had problems with it, but I thought it was a of good, good, solid film. Yeah. But as in, like, to stand up on its own. And it's a good... It's definitely... It's like a... It's like basically the sequel to the new Evil Dead film. Yeah. Because, like, the Dead Eyes are quite the same. Like, yeah. That kind of thing. Um. It was a shame that like they didn't get to do the ending they wanted to do because of COVID and all stuff like that. So yep. that kind of ah, that, that that kills me a little bit to know that that was um, some of the other things that like there was a bit of CG in there, like a bit too much. Mm. Like, but they tried as well. Yeah, they they tried to do as much as they could without it being mm. too CG. But once they got those. COVID restrictions, you know, you got to rely on what you can rely on. So. Yeah, which is upsetting because it had potential. Uh, it was it started strong. Yep. And it just kind of just didn't quite get there. Didn't at the very quite hit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it gave me what I wanted out <laughs> of an me. Evil Dead film. Like I honestly thought that, you know, as soon as they said it was going to be in a high-rise building, and I've said it a million times this year alone, like, oh, it's just going to be like Demons 2. Demons 2, yeah. But it's not a full, it's like the whole building's about to be demolished. There's only a couple of people left in this building. So, you know, we're not talking a whole building is trying to escape from what's happening. We're just focusing on this very small dysfunctional family. And Alyssa Sutherland, um, as the mum, as the deadite, fuck, she was great in this. Mm. Like her, just her demise, like her transformation, how she got worse and worse and worse as the movie progressed. And Liz still hasn't finished this. We started and we got to the scene where she's in the kitchen cracking eggs. That's it. As soon as um, she started doing like the twitch kind of walk, Liz was out. She's like, I'm done. Really? I can't watch this. Yeah, she doesn't like twitchy people. Twitchy people? Yeah. <laughs> Worked in retail too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a, it was a really cool film, like yeah. a really good horror film. Like, and yeah, just looking past the bits that I thought that like they could have made it more Evil Daddy, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But that's just me. Yeah, like, you can't complain. You know, it's me complaining at something great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you it, when you love a franchise so much, you're gonna come in with with your. Yeah, you always Thoughts wish and... that like it could meet your but your expectations are like they don't exist anyway. Like, no, in, they like, don't. The movie that you you want to happen, like that you you remember the old films well, doesn't you, actually exist. It's, it's like, essentially in your what mind. you want is that that nostalgic feeling for when you watch Evil Dead for the very first time. Yeah, and, and you're, you're never going to get that. You're never going to get that because the first horror R-rated film I ever saw. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, and also like Liz, Lily Sullivan, who plays Beth, the sister, she's fantastic, and she's actually in another film that I don't think it actually got released yet. It's another Aussie film, and she is. Uh, it's called Monolith. Um, I believe it came out last year on a festival run, um, where she's basically uh, an alien conspiracy theorist um, running a podcast, which oh, yeah. I'm very keen. 
because I, you know, I, you know me, I like a dialogue heavy film when done correctly. But yeah, Evil Dead Rise, fuck yeah. I think this is going to be on a lot of people's lists. As oh, well. yeah. Um, all right. Well, my uh, next one is Godzilla minus one. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I really want it. It's so fucking good. Um, so this Godzilla. Shin, Shin Godzilla? Oh, see, we we so we rewatched so it. They're very different. So this one is set in post-war Japan. Hmm. Um, so basically, uh, Japan are trying to recover um, this kamikaze uh, pilot. He kind of bailed, so he's looked really looked down upon well, when he returns. He's, he's alive because he's alive, and he's a coward, and he's this and that and the other. Um, but he ends up meeting this girl who has a baby. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, she's a bit slutty. She's got a baby and no husband. And this woman just found the baby. Hmm. She's She rescued the baby. They end up living together and, you know, everything's starting to rebuild. And, you know, he gets a job going out trying to find um, unexploded sea mines. And then, of course, Godzilla. Godzilla happens. Godzilla happens. And this, this is very different Godzilla because, like, we still get, we get, a, like, this film had like a $1.5 million budget and it looks amazing. Godzilla looks amazing. The concept that they use for this as well is like, it's really got a power up. It's got a super say in it. Mm-hmm. So as it's powering up, it's like, it's the spines in its, its back just start popping out. And when he's ready, he's just like, Hoo! and they all jump in and he's got his fucking heat ray, but it demolishes him. So oh. as he's like there and he's spraying this breath, his face is like coming apart because he can't sustain himself. Yeah. Which is really like cool. Naruto when he worked out the wind jitsus. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically no one's coming along to help and the treaty with Japan and America, like, you know, America doesn't want this getting out. They're trying to sort of get in and they basically have to, a bunch of civilians have to come up with a way to um, basically destroy Godzilla. And these are basically like, so Shin Godzilla and this minus one are basically the actual new Godzilla films. As in they're made in Japan by Japanese people. So they're just new Godzilla films. They're not like, the my quote marks the American Godzillas or the Monolith Show or anything like that, which is like, you know, yeah, the Whitey's having a go at it. Yeah, this is actually a Godzilla. These are Godzilla films. Like these are in the Godzilla. Yeah, it's so good. Um, you know, and I I look forward to seeing where they go with this because I I do believe they're going to make another one. Um, but we'll we'll see where it goes. But minus this, two, minus two, because we saw it in the cinema. I was so surprised it wasn't the Evangelion guy that made it because of the name. Because you know he makes all his weird shit like well, when wh- they first... plus one plus well, three plus one and all shit like that. And yeah. then he made the one before this, Shin Godzilla, and then it's Godzilla minus one, but it's not him. Well, all the speculation um, around once they released the name Godzilla minus one, everyone assumed that it was going to be him and it was going to be. An Evangelion crossover. And then, of course, they started to say it's going to be set in post-war Japan and this, that, and the other. Um, so. Because yeah. it was, like, supposed to be a an Evangelion film. Because he did, like, he did Kamen Rider, he did Ultraman, and it was supposed to be the fourth is Evangelion. But I heard, like, the Kamen Rider one's rubbish. I'm not sure about that. I know Shin Ultraman's really popular. Like, that, that's been doing real well. I don't have any affiliation. Like, I don't know anything about Ultraman. No. 
No. But I don't understand. I, I assume he, I know, all I know is just a man who can grow big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And shoot, yeah. like, do some sort of, like, 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 he can, like, Vogue and, like, fire out a laser from his Vogue, like, patterns. Yeah. Well, they also didn't anticipate how well Godzilla Minus One was going to do. It had a very small theatrical run in America and they've just extended it. It's also been nominated for a bunch of awards. Um, it's it's doing really big things and I think it's going to hurt the Kong. really hurt the new Godzilla Kong film, which kind of looks like rubbish anyway. Oh, did you see the Kong video game? Did you hear about it? Oh, I've, I've heard about it. It's like two star or something. It's, it's not even finished. Like It looks bad. The eyes are popping out of their head. Like, the camera just like smashes into like the, the the main character and cut scenes and like it's just like Yep. Man. No. They only had like months to make it or something. Yeah. They, that's what this is what happens when you don't give people time and money. Well yeah, and they so. cut video game industry's getting jobs cut everywhere at the moment. <sighs> right. Everything. All right. What's the next one <clears throat> on your list? My next one I watched was No One Will Save You. Because yes. you told me to. Yeah. Right. I'm like, have you watched the film yet? Fucking loved have it. Have you watched it yet? It's so good. It is um it is basically one of those films that you shouldn't you shouldn't um I can't say much about it because I, I watched it without having any idea what it was about mm-hmm. and so did my wife and what made it great was that. Yeah. Don't look at the cover, don't look at a synopsis, just start watching it. Yeah. Um because yeah, it it starts off as a different film, and I loved that. Yeah, and like, you don't know. Like my wife, I actually knew because I'd accidentally seen, seen the trailer. Yeah, but my wife hadn't, and she did not know what the film was about. Mm. And even to the point where I thought it was obvious. Yep. Until it wasn't. Like, yeah, she thought it was like a different kind of horror film. Well, it's kind of like a home invasion film. It's got that 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 vibe about it. And yeah, then it's like just a murder kidnapping. Of- Turns on itself. Yeah, and um, what makes this film crazy is there is no dialogue in this film. Yep. Um, at all? No. There is none. We've got one main character. Which, which adds to the weird, cool isolation that no one will save you. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Caitlin... And like when characters go to speak, there are moments when they, oh, you know, they answer the phone and then, like, the phone will get cut off. So there's, like, yeah. there's always a reason. It's always just, just about. Yeah. Um, but Caitlin Diva, who uh, I know her best from that uh, Olivia Wilde film, Booksmart, she is fantastic in this. She's, like, the main character. Um, and she, yeah, it's just her performance alone. Like, it, the whole film it's rests like horror, on her. horror home alone. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just great fun. Yeah. Um, without trying to spoil it or anything, it's just, like, it is such a me film, though. There are bits in this that I was just like. The design work is fantastic. Like, there is a lot of really creepy moments in it. Creepy moments, really interesting moments, yeah. really indulgent moments where you get to, like, see cool things yeah. and uh, crazy, weird moments happening in it. And just, like, it, and it, it runs, starts off like a real slow burn, but mm. once it starts kicking in, it's just like it's bang, bang, in. bang, bang. And you're like, oh, this is this is fun. Yeah. It feels fun to watch it. It like, is fun. And then as the story progresses and you learn more about what is happening and why what is happening. And it's all just done through scenes. Like, so there's no, like, there's no one saying anything. No. So you can't find the bad acting. No. <laughs> like, no. And it starts to become very like heartbreaking a little bit. And it's it's really good. 
yeah, you're piecing together the stories of the main char- of the main character through just imagery and like real fleeting like flashbacks and stuff like that. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, 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 great. Great film. It's actually, it's on Disney Plus. It's so a Disney Plus film. Yeah. It's like. I think it was like Hulu originally or something. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not sure. Like, Star. Well, I don't think it had any cinema, uh, cinema release. It was just one of those like straight to streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such a shame. I think it would have done really well in a cinema. But I say that about a lot of things. No one will save you. Yeah. No. Do you know what what would have done really, really, really well in the cinema? Slotherhouse. <laughs> Slotherhouse so is. So that's be like Slaughterhouse playing on that or? No. Slotherhouse. No, but is it playing on the word slaughterhouse? Yeah. Or splatterhouse? Yeah. Yeah. Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Yeah. But it's slotherhouse. <coughs> uh, so basically, Sorry. the concept of this film is a girl uh, is heading into her senior year of college and she wants to become like the, the sorority queen of her fucking alpha, mega, beta, that kind of shit. Sorority house. For right. Yeah. So what she does to set herself apart from everyone else is she buys a sloth from an exotic animal seller. That's a schnick. Yeah. So she brings this sloth into the house uh, as the mascot and everybody loves it. Is it it a real sloth? It is a puppet sloth. It's always a puppet. It's a puppet and it looks really good. I mean, yeah. I mean, like how hard is it to make a puppet sloth? Like those things move slow. Yeah. They like look like puppets. Yeah. They don't look real. No. In real life. So. No. So, and the puppet, the puppetry in this film is, is phenomenal. It's, it's, you can't go wrong. So essentially what happens is we learn a little bit more about this sloth's background, where it came Did from. Do you have a flashback? Yes. Oh. So there is, uh, this, this poor little sloth has some PTSD and is triggered by certain things. Um, however, people in the sorority start to die and we don't know why. And Uh-oh. no one's going to blame the very slow-moving sloth, are they? I don't are know, are they? they? Yes. This movie, like, this this is the year that I got Cocaine Bear. And I fucking loved Cocaine Bear. Slother House for me. You didn't even put it on your list. Oh, it's in, the, in my mentions, don't you worry. I've, I've just got my letterboxed open rather than oh. writing out my mentions. Cocaine Bear was like top animal attack film for me this year until Slotherhouse came out. This is in no way... I gave this film five stars because this is a pure gen special. Like, Is it funny? Well, it's funny in a ridiculous, silly way. Like, you've so got it's not, a, it's, it's not a horror comedy. It's not a horror comedy, but it is. But you've got a fucking sloth running around a, a sorority house killing people. They what have big claws, eh? They do have big claws, yeah. Like, real big claws. And the fact that we get, like flashbacks you know we we get this this sloth that's you know able to use a computer and do all these things that's purely purely a comedy then yeah sure you don't put that a sloth using a computer into a thing and not call it a comedy um this was so much fun i was and i was waiting i was waiting and waiting i'm like come on i need a release and they're like oh it's not coming to theaters in australia it's i had to wait till it was on vod and i was just like fuck yes so this one beat out Cocaine Bear for one of my top spots of the year, and I really liked Cocaine Bear. Mm. So, Slother House. Uh, I think you can actually buy it on DVD right now, and I'm oh, already. Sh- I don't know what it's streaming on currently. Let me have a look. Probably something. Uh, no, you have to rent it or buy it on everything. That's right. 
Boo. Go buy it. It's awesome. Um, so my next film that you finished. About yeah, I'm, sloth. Done. I'm done talking about how fucking great Slother House was. Slother House. I just can't. It's just hard to say. Slother House. Is it playing? Is there like? Is there fraternity house called something like that sounds like that? No. no? Okay. No. <laughs> so my last film that I watched this year, horror film I watched this year was like wouldn't have been in my top list, but it's the only other film I watched <laughs> was The Pope's Exorcist <laughs> <laughs> with Russell Crowe. Uh, yep. Um, but he was he was putting on a. The weird thing about this film is I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And. Till the end when it went a bit too ham. Have you seen it? I have. I have. A bit at the, like, end, like, at the end when they go underground. That went ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought, I, I found like, it entertaining. It, it was. It was fine up until. Uh, he, he played a great character. He played a, He played the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. That's... Who, who, like, was nearly a skeptic. Yeah. Because, like, most of the things that he goes to are just bullshit. Yeah. And, like, it was really refreshing and nice. And Russell Crowe. Acted really well as his character. He did. He put on but a perfect accent. But he also accent. played a very surly drunk, which I think is... Uh, was he a drunk? He did like the communion wine a little bit. Yeah, but he was kind of like the cool hero yeah. pope, you know what I mean? Like yeah. He always like... He's like the pope you call when shit goes down and stuff. Yeah. And He's but, the last he was, line of defense. But he was humble as well. Yeah. Like, and I really enjoyed his character. I thought he was a great horror character. I liked all the scenes with him. His accent was good. All his lines were really good. And I was like, dang, Russell yeah. Crowe, you haven't done anything I've enjoyed in years. No, I couldn't tell he you. He was nice and overweight. He was yeah. a big man. Like He looked like one of those big pricks. Yeah. You always see like Friar Tuck. <laughs> 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 From the cartoon, the Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. From the Disney one. And yeah, I just enjoyed this film, and it made me like go, "Oh fuck, I want to watch more Exorcist films." Yeah, like it, it, you know, it sparked, and I didn't, but <laughs> I really wanted to. Bit of a I resurgence. You've got one on there, Exorcist film. I, I yes, probably yes, should watch. It. I do. Yeah, yeah, it's Australian too, so I'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, the Pope's Exorcist. It was, it wasn't. I like, by no means think that I'm like saying it was the best film of the year. No, 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 no. By by no means are we saying that it was any just a of these surprise. films are the best films. These are just films that we've enjoyed. I always, I always get like interested in exorcism films. Yes, I think they're really interesting, um, but like they can go so shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? But this wasn't really about an exorcism. This is about the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just. It was fine. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, fine how enjoyable, like you didn't enjoy that Constantine 2005 Keanu it, Reeves It was movie. a solid popcorn flick. Yeah. You know, you don't have anything else to watch on a Friday night. And you're it's, like, you know what? Yeah, I might as well just chuck this You get off. into it. Because you're a just like, yeah, cool. It's, yeah. A, it's a high quality, as in like, it, there's money spent on this film. Got good acting. Yeah. And an interesting main character. And I think that that's what made that film. It, that's the only thing this film had was an interesting protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think everyone did a really good job with their acting. And no antagonist. The, no. <laughs> the devil. The devil. The devil. No, nah, it was kind of more like the dodgy Vatican stuff as well, like as in like yeah. you know dudes that are a bit shit. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm always it's always good to have religion poked at. Uh, that's true. I I have noticed that the big trend at the moment is religious horror. Um, I didn't actually manage to catch the latest exorcism. Uh, Exorcist film um, this year. Yeah, what was that called? Uh, 
I can't remember. What's it called? Exorcism Regeneration or something, something. like that. Yeah. I didn't catch it because. Exorcist Reloaded. Yeah. I like <laughs> Exorcist 3, 4, 5 million. Who knows? Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, well, segueing into mine, I've gone with The Godless, the Eastfield Exorcism. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another Australian film and it's directed by Nick Kozakis. Um, I was lucky enough to see this with the Netherloose. Uh, we went to a Q&A screening of it. Um, oh, cool. And basically this is, it was described as not a horror film, but horrific. And I completely understand why. So this uh, film is essentially about a woman who is clearly... The word horror is a shortening down of horrific. Yeah. So... <laughs> This woman is, she has mental health issues. However, she's in a relationship with a man who is highly, highly religious and does not believe in science, uh, does not believe in, you know, antidepressants, anything like that, psychology. He believes that she's strayed from the church and that's her problem. That's why she's experiencing all this. How much do you hate people like that? This movie um, is also uh, inspired by various various true stories um, because there are still exorcism, like backyard exorcisms happening all over the world um, in Australia, in various places that you wouldn't think of. Um, so he basically... Like Mall. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, this man basically goes to his local church and he's like, look, my wife is getting bad. How can you help? And they basically, they turn around and say, oh, we know this guy. Cut to some kind of bogany man who comes in going, oh, yeah, I, I do exorcis- exorcisms all the time. He brings in the local church. He comes in and he, it's it's just torture. They've so got this the, the woman- horror of it is religion, like, yeah. so there's no monsters in this film. They do have, uh, there is like some some sequences with some, some devils, um, just to sort of, but it's more that she is, she is suffering. She is suffering mental health and no one is helping her because they're like, it's just the God. devil. The devil's in you. We've got to get the devil out of you and then you'll be fine. Um, and I mean, if you believe that yourself and you got an exorcism, you might, it might actually help because you... Tra- yeah. Like, you she, however, does not believe in... It. Like, she doesn't believe that there's a devil in her. No. Um, so all of this stuff is happening as well around her and it's just, it's really, it becomes very painful to watch. It becomes very frustrating. Like I left, Man, I'm never watching this film. No, I, I left this film angry. At, at religion. The, the real sheer stupidity of these people that feel that, you know, they could just come in and, you know, because they're beating this woman. They're like, they're... Just really pounding on her. They're torturing her. They're starving her. They're doing all this stuff to hey, mate, get the devil to come. Scientology out. exists. Oh, don't even get me started like, on Scientology. But you know what I mean. Like, I, of course, you can believe that when there's a whole bunch, there's a whole fucking corrupt cult, business cult, yeah, running fucking shit all over the world that no governments do anything about. Yeah, but I'm it, and people drink the Kool Aid on that bullshit as well. Of course. I'm not going to go too much further into the storyline. I recommend you can buy this film from Umbrella and I would like to see people do this to sort of uh, support more Aussie filmmakers. Um, But yeah, this this film goes in a whole other direction that's going to make you a lot madder. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have another? You don't have another film, do you? I don't. (laughs) I had my favourite film though that we did this year. Yeah which is not from this year. So my favourite um, 
film that I watched via a spoiler cast. So it's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's a favourite episode, yep. but it's a favourite film, was uh, The Dead Don't Die. Yeah. I fucking loved that film. Bloody Jim Jarmusch. Mm-hmm. You no, are I've, a Jarmusch head? No, not really. No? You always seem I to like, his, like his films. Yeah, well, I like the ones I, the ones I, like I love mm. and the ones I don't, I just fucking just will never watch. Yeah, I feel that that's a Jim Jarmusch vibe, though. Yeah, yeah. He's like, when, once he gets, he's got you. When he doesn't, yeah. You're not even like worth putting watching yeah. anything. But yeah, I um, I thought the dead don't die was fucking heaps fun. Yeah, fucking awesome. It's funny, black humor. And as soon as I wrote that down, and my wife saw it. She just looked at it and just went, "Oh yuck!" <laughs> like that's what she said. Like, and like because um, Adam Driver. Yep. And like Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, like fucking, how could you go wrong with a film with those? Just those three is your main. You, you just can't go wrong with Tilda Swinton, essentially. Yeah. Like she's just. And then you got like the other one was it? Um, the only lovers left alive, and then you got Tilda Swinton with fucking Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, am I? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where you. That's where most filmmakers go wrong. They don't put Tilda Swinton in there. Exactly. Film. You know, you want a better film? Stick Tilda Swinton in it. Although I do hear she's a bit. Bit nutty. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Yeah, we were, Claire's watched one of her films. It's called Dar, D-A-R, have you heard of that? And it's just like, no. it goes for fucking like 25 hours, it feels like. What? And it's just set in another country. I can't remember what country, maybe Germany or something. And she just plays like a real life person. She's like a conductor. Yeah, and right. it's about like kind of like the bullying in the conductor like thing where she's like the the best in the world and yeah. she's got like an underling and like she fully bullies it's like kind of like whiplash style yeah and then but not as well and then like wait is sh- that tar tar sorry with kate blanchett yeah i completely not got it all wrong <laughs> got it all wrong well, I, still- I got the name wrong and I got the lady and wrong. It doesn't matter because Kate Blanchett is still a beautiful summer flower who should be praised and in celebrated at all fucking costs. But isn't Kate Blanchett? No, who's who's Tony Stark's wife? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she old yeah. old crystal vagina. <laughs> crystal batch. Crystal Jesus fucking Christ. oh my god. Anyway, so I fucked that up completely. Not at all. I'm not editing that out either. No. This is what you get at the end of 2023. Yeah, it's been it's been a big year for us. You get me you get me um uh mistaking thin ladies yeah. in films that are good at shit. <laughs> well, they're all beautiful, lovely, strong, independent blonde women who are just crushing it at the box office. Yeah. Probably not at the box office. Oh man, office, people but... re- like listening to that when they realize what I'm talking about and how wrong I am will be like, "You fucking idiot." And then you'll they'll be so happy when you're like <laughs> You like go, you talking about Tar and oh, the right. other actress? Yes, I am. Yeah. It's all right. Everybody gets I've been eating too many cheesels. You, you're just in cheesel mode right I'm now. I'm really eating the whole party pack. Seriously? Yeah. At least save me five. All right. Five whole cheesels. Um, so the last film on my, well, I'm not going to say it's the last film because I got a bunch of me- mentions. Um, when Evil Lurks. Um, I had this in my audition. When you told me what it was about. I told you not to watch this because mm. this film is bleak. There is, uh, this is, um, I think it's Spanish. I'm not 100% sure. Um, it's essentially this small town discovers that uh, there is a demon present. And the way that the demon is among them is um, through like a viral possession um, and the only way you can get around it 
So it's the virus. Pretty much, but there is more to it than that. And they kind of discover that, you know, it, it's eating the town away and then at the, the centre there is, you know, someone who is insanely suffering because they're so about to... So set in the world where there is de- yeah. demons and yeah. shit. So there's heaven and hell and shit in this world. Yeah. It's not so like- this is basically like a father and his kids and he's just trying to save everything, like just do the best that he can. Um, this one is like, I, I feel that this film is going to be on the top of the list for a lot of people. So I really don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, I don't want to get into it too much. Um, because I think you should just, just go watch it. It's on Shudder. Um, so just, yeah, it's on a lot of people I've spoken to. They're like, oh yeah, this one, but, but it is bleak. So if you're not having a good time. When you say bleak, you mean like the witch bleak? Cause I like the witch. Bleaker. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like I, I, I've, it, Started to describe it to a couple of different people, and I said, "But if you've got kids, eh, yeah, I do. Like, yeah, you maybe no, maybe don't. So, um, but yeah, but I'll kick into some of my honourable mentions um, because I have actually what enjoyed about your favourite episode. Oh shit, yeah, sorry. My so my favourite episode that we did this year was definitely Frankenhooker. You like that film? I, I, you know, who doesn't love a little bit of hen and lotter in their life and. You know, sluts and bolts and just the sheer ridiculousness. Well, I was said just coattailing off of um, last week's... Basket case, Basket yep. case, yeah, Frankenhooker. And I even put a... I liked it. I, I put the uh, the Frankenhooker leg barrel in my video yeah, game in the I, shop. I noticed that immediately. Uh, and then someone on my Discord like, took a screenshot and go, is this a Frankenhooker reference? Because yes! they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. All right, so a couple of my honourable mentions. Um, Brooklyn 45. This one for me is a dialogue-heavy film. It's set just after World War II in America uh, where a group of friends come together um, and they are essentially uh, one of them, their best friends, his wife uh, committed suicide and they're doing a seance to sort of see like what happened, why, why she did this and kind of thing. But everything starts to implode and the friendship group starts to implode on itself. Don't do a seance in a film. You're fucked. Yeah. So a lot of shit starts happening. But again, this is a very dialogue-heavy film. Um, It's very liminal, so it's pretty much set in this one, uh, like, very, very small apartment. Um, And then everyone's, like, everyone has their own roles to play. So we had the war hero who we're about to discover is not the hero that he thinks. His mates who are, like, colonels and higher-ups... You know, they, they covered it up. Um, you've got a woman in there who is well known as like torturing people, getting information out of people. So she, she's got her ways. And these are all people that are in their like late fifties, early sixties kind of deal. Um, it's not too heavy on horror, horror, but it still goes in its own way. And we still get some pretty shocking sequences. Uh, another one is infinity pool. This is Brandon Cronenberg's film from this year. And, of course, it stars our queen, Mia Goth, um, and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, he's basically like a shitty writer who's gone to a country to stay in a compound resort um, with his his wife. They meet another couple, Mia Goth and her friend, and then they decide that they're going to leave the compound where they've been told not to because it's not safe out there. They go out and, you know, shit's, shit happens and they've got to kind of suffer the consequences. However, suffering the consequences brings on a whole new sort of life 
filled with violence and hedonism and it starts to get a little bit all over the place. But this one is, it's really good. Uh, I know a lot of people who have also got this on their list for the year. Um, definitely worth checking out. Going through the rest of my list, look, the TV show Fall of the House of Usher was really good. Um, About the rapper? Yep. <laughs> he should have died. Aged. No, that's a lie. I, I apologize. Um, basically, you know, it's Edgar Allan Poe. It's um, Mike Flanagan and his crew of people doing everything as well. Another one is My Animal. This was a werewolf film Manimals. that I... Manimals. This was a queer werewolf film that I actually enjoyed. I'm not big in uh, werewolf films. Um, so it's like this very small and town. And not big in queer films either. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like. Um, but basically it's small town. This young girl, she's got this gift of werewolfness. <laughs> um, <laughs> she actually meets another young girl and they kind of have a bit of a relationship going on. But it all becomes very hard because you know she's not meant to be out after dark and you know Uh-oh. she's starting to rebel against everything and um that one actually was actually didn't wear a stretchy pants didn't wear a stretchy pants wasn't wearing a flannel um we got suitable flesh uh which was joe lynch's new film based on Stuart gordon's script very lovecraftian barbara crampton's in it heather graham's in it um and it's very very lovecraftian Sex, psychosexual thriller kind of deal, uh, body swaps as well. I don't think it's 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 going to divide people. People are either going to like it, they're going to hate it. Um, and then just because you know, time wise, I've got there's so many that I've watched this year, but uh, the last one that I think we kind of got to mention is Talk to Me. It was the big big Aussie release for the year. The Racka Racka YouTube guys. Um, this film was for me, not a favorite for the year because. Do you know they met Kojima? Yeah, I saw that they, you know, you've made it when you've met Kojima. And then they got, had their likenesses taken to be in a game and shit like that. And I was just like, well. Yeah. Um, the film itself is really good for a first directorial debut. We've got really good acting. We've got a really fantastic premise that is, uh, surrounded like it's underlaid with a lot of drug use and drug addiction. Um, it was very enjoyable. However, for me, you know, that they're marketing it. It's the scariest film of the year. No, it's not. I didn't think it was at all. And I think a lot of other people were a bit not underwhelmed by it in any way, shape or form. A lot of people did like it. Um, but for me, the, uh, exorcism Enfield exorcism, uh, I liked that more than I liked Talk To Me. But being that it's an Aussie film made in South Australia by two Australian, or like Adelaide boys, we've got to kind of mention it a little bit. Mm. So, um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, of course, I've talked about Cocaine Bear, my love of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> the Meg 2 was a huge disappointment for me. Um, <laughs> I was really excited. You know, I like a big shark film and a Jason Statham big shark film. That's where I want to be. Um, and then another dishonorable mention for the year is one called Don't Look Away. And this is essentially about a mannequin that escapes its confines and starts killing people. The only way you can stop it from moving is to not stop looking at it. Yeah, so it's basically riffing on the the crying angels from Doctor Who. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's the last... basically a, it, exactly that. Yeah. 
Uh, the last statues film... as well because it doesn't move when you look at it. Does yeah, it? it's just a normal. Yeah, and then it starts and it's it's. Do you see it move when they're not looking at it? Yes, I think see, that's what made as it, it gets that's to what made the, the crying angels better. You never saw them move; they were just there. Yeah. So you always just saw like the what the people were seeing. So they just and they were perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then the very last film that I will mention is a film called Candyland, which is set in a truck stop in the middle of nowhere, and it's basically around uh, revolves around the life of this group of girls and one guy who live at the motel near the truck stop, and they basically they're working girls, um, and then someone new comes along, and then all of a sudden people start dying, that kind of thing. All that, all that other film. Which one? The one about the, the crying angels. It's also oh. um, it's like an, uh, an autobiography of the Boo character, you know, from Super Mario Brothers, the ghost yeah. that you have to look at. So yeah, yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're the, some of the top films that I've, I've watched this year. I've watched uh, not as many films this year as I would have thought I'd get to, but I've been busy and sick and not all of us have time to sit and watch movies every day. I'd love to. That would be my life. That's the love of your life. Yeah. Sit around yeah. and watch movies. Well, that's it for the twenty twenty three. It was actually just the other day. Mm. But like all right, Boxing Day? Boxing yeah. Day. So it's not New Year's Day, but still got a week. Still got a week. A week to go. But that's all still right. Still got a week. Um, it's our wrap up. Before we sign off, I just want to thank some of the people for listening to us and interacting with us throughout the year. Mm. So people like Neither Noose, um, and, you know, Underground Records, Vicious Video, Greenlight Comics, my shop, uh, Chris Franks, William, um, Ian Westwood, Robert Thomas, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's all right. Tsunami Ija, Adam Gillespie, Patrick Roberts, all the other people as well that always, like, comment on our stuff. Yeah. Ringo Stalin, people like that. Yeah, Emma Duran. You guys are great. We appreciate thank, you. Thank you very much. And I'm Dan. That's Jennifer. Yep. We'll be back next year. Mm. Hard and powerful. Mm. Throbbing. Mm. Throbbing gristle. Salacious. Salacious cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new band. Is that something? I don't think so. Because it came off my mouth. Without... But it should be now. Yeah. I think, you know, we're going to start a new band and that's what it's going to be called. Exactly. Anyway, see you at home. Bye. Bye.